You're listening to... No, that's not real. You're listening to The Heidi Rue Show. Yeah, that's better. Inspiring. Entertaining. Real. The Heidi Rue Show. So I have Jenny Levison with me today, and she is the owner of Super Jenny. She's got four restaurants here in Atlanta. And um, I have a confession to make to you, Jenny. <laughs> Uh-oh. Because uh, we met, like, years ago. Um, you, Super Jenny is my favorite restaurant here in Atlanta. Oh, if anyone asks, okay, if there's one restaurant that you could just choose to eat at for the rest of your life, it would be Super Jenny. <laughs> so I have been obsessed with your um, <laughs> restaurant for years, and we got to finally meet like several years ago. I guess it's been a while now. Mm-hmm. And I've interviewed a lot of people just through radio and stuff, you know, big musicians and everything. Never gotten nervous. When <laughs> I met you, I was so nervous. Like I felt like I was meeting Oprah. I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. So... Uh, Whoever is listening today, you will find out why I think so highly of Jenny because (laughs) she, first of all, she has such a successful business, but she is so inspiring just who she is as a person. She has got three cookbooks out, right? Or four? Yes. Three three. cookbooks out. She's done the Today Show many, (laughs) many times. Um, She is a single mom to Jonah, who is, is he 11? He just turned 14 yesterday. Wait, what? Oh, my gosh. That is crazy. Yes, and a foot taller than me. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. One more year and he starts to learn to drive, huh? Yes, he told me that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> He's counting down the days. Oh, that's so awesome. So, um, Super Jenny, you have four different locations here in Atlanta, but you weren't always an entrepreneur and restaurant owner because you actually were out in LA as an actress. You studied at Carnegie Mellon. Yes. How, where did you, how did you get from actress all the way to restaurant owner here in Atlanta? (laughs) Actually, I find them to be very similar. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yes, I was, you know, I trained as an actor. That was my background. Uh, And as many actors in this business, you find yourself working in the restaurant industry part time when there's not a lot of jobs around. And I just, I have always been in love with entertaining and cooking and, you know, being part of that. celebration, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, I just noticed through the first couple of years I was out of college, I really sort of was enjoying the process of being in the restaurant industry more than I was enjoying auditioning for acting roles. And I was actually back here in Atlanta uh, and I was uh, in a play. I came back to be in a play. This is my hometown. And I started working with a caterer uh, who had a business in the original Super Jenny location over there. And she needed someone to run sort of a part of her lease was having a little store out front and I had no experience either culinary or business wise and but I had the fire the passion for mm-hmm. it and I just dug in and, and tried it and it was just that was the beginning of the story I just really put the acting on the back burner and, wow. and started cooking that takes so much bravery just to step out or like stupidity that. <laughs> <laughs> either one <laughs> Fortunately, yes, I'm an Aries, a pig-headed Aries, so I was, uh, you know, I was all in. 
Wow. So that's how I began. And then a, a couple years after that, I ended mm-hmm. up traveling around the world uh, during the Olympics. Uh, and when I came back from that 22-month trip, I, uh, you know, was looking at everything I'd gathered, all the recipes. Mm-hmm. That was my purpose for going, was to learn how to cook from home cooks in all the different oh, countries. Wow. And, uh, you know, it just popped out to me that soup was this communal food uh, mm-hmm. in every country I traveled to. And so that's really how it began. Wow, that is so crazy. So (laughs) what were some of the other things that you learned during that 22 months that you were out, besides, you know, about soup and cooking and stuff? I just, uh, you know, what I, my goal was I didn't want to learn from professional cooks. I really Mm -hmm. wanted to meet people, different cultures, different communities, and and see what the food experience was for them. And food is so central to so many Mm -hmm. cultures. And I have always, you know, I I don't, I don't really call myself a foodie. I just love to eat. (laughs) And I love good food and I love good ingredients and simplicity, Mm -hmm. uh, which I found very common in in so many countries. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what I wanted to bring back, just, you know, having that love for people and, you know, creating an environment and a space where people could come together Mm -hmm. and, you know, get off their cell phone for a few minutes and have a meal. Wow. Now, what was the difference between kind of the U.S. way Mm -hmm. of serving food and, and maybe even the idea around food versus when you went on that 22 month trip? The big difference I probably noticed was just the portions. You know, we're Mm. just so much about abundance and the Mm -hmm. bigger the better in the U.S. And I just found in every every country I went to, you know, it it was smaller portions. It was more about what it took to get that meal on the table Mm. and what the ingredients were. And even, you know, drinking. Like people say, why are always French people, you know, not huge because they drink wine and eat cheese. But everything was just moderate. You know, mm. um, you have a little bit of everything yeah. all the time. I love that. Which I loved it too. Well, and, and that really is reflective in your menu at Super Jenny too, um, and which is one of the reasons why I love it so much is because uh, for those of you that haven't ever been to a Super Jenny, the menu changes every single day. Yes. You generally offer several different soups, salads, sandwiches, and everything is just so fresh and so different. And I've never had anything that doesn't taste good <laughs> They're there. Thank you. And we try. We try to. I constantly, that's not always the best business model to change everything every day, Mm -hmm. but that's how I began. That's what I I was interested in is constantly creating new things. And really until we had the cookbooks, until we had to write the recipes down, it was just us, you know, making it up every day from different things we've had or tried or experiments. And, you know, I try to keep that as much as possible, you know, even though we've expanded to the four stores. Was there ever anything that you made that you were like, okay, this is gross. Like, I have to get rid of this. (laughs) (laughs) At home and at work. (laughs) Is there anything that you absolutely just will not eat or do not like at all? I, you know, I'm not, no. I mean, I don't like, for some reason, I don't like Cajun food. I don't really, okay. I don't tend towards those yeah. flavors for myself. But no, and my taste have expanded so much over mm. the years. And I, I hoping it will pass on to my son, who's an extremely picky eater. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> and doesn't like food, basically. Well, that's got to be so hard on you. You're like, wait a minute. No. <laughs> he's my biggest challenge. So that he's the one, that, you know, if I can get this kid to eat my cooking, I've, I've won the world. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that gives me hope because I do not, I can't do olives. And I really? feel like Any kind. very less refined and um, <laughs> just not proper at all <laughs> because I cannot do olives. And it's started from when I was young, my aunt, she always would tell me, she's like, oh, olives are nasty, Heidi. Don't you ever eat those. Those are gross, gross, gross. She used to always <laughs> tell me that. She like, you know, brainwashed me or whatever. That's so and, funny. But every few years, I'll just try it again because I think, okay, maybe this is just all mental. And, and have I, you tried different kinds, not I just the black olives? I have tried different olive. kinds mm-hmm. and I just can't she do got it. in your head. I want to enjoy a martini like, with a good <laughs> olive at least one day in my life. So maybe that'll be hope. Well, olive's not so bad. If you didn't like garlic or oh, gosh, onion, that's a problem. Uh, <laughs> yes, much to my husband's disappointment. <laughs> garlic and onion, both. Me too. <laughs> so what are some of the greatest lessons that you've learned as an entrepreneur? Hmm. I think really uh, most of my lessons are just about persistence Mm. and especially entrepreneurs um, tend to, people look at us as like solo people out there doing things solo. And Mm. that's a huge lesson is you can't do things alone Mm. and you can start the idea, but it takes, you know, I like to call it my team of geniuses to get everything to fruition. And uh, you know, I have an incredible team that, mm-hmm. that I work with, um, everyone, you know, from the dishwasher up to general managers. And I'm very picky about who I work with. They have to have, you know, be part of the culture. Yeah. So the, those are probably my biggest lessons is just really d- if you want something, obviously you have to find your passion and that's mm-hmm. a huge part of it. But it's just jumping in and knowing that there's no way around the, the hard work. Right. What um, and you started Super Genie was it eighteen years? Yeah, we're going into our nineteenth year. Nineteen years. So, so was there ever any time that you just were like, I can't do this. This is just too hard. I mean, you worked. Did I hear like 85 hours a week? Definitely the first five years. You know, I was the first one in and the last Mm -hmm. one out. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. There were days where I didn't open. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's and that's very outside of the box of the Mm -hmm. business world is, you know, if I just really couldn't give 100 percent. I'd slap a sign on the door and say, <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. Right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. every once in a while that just happens. And mm-hmm. now, you know, obviously we've grown and that's very difficult to do that. And you that's when you have to bring in a team that you can all mm-hmm. sort of support each other. But, yes, I mean, it's hard. It's hard work starting anything, you know, mm-hmm. starting this podcast, yeah. all of it. You know, it takes the courage and people are a lot. There's a lot of naysayers out there and. It's just sort of sticking to your guns, knowing that something will work. Where do you find your encouragement to get through those days that you just feel like, I'm so exhausted. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Um, a lot of that I find from myself. <laughs> so I do a lot of self-care. I have great, you know, those few close friends that are always there when you need them. And even my, my son, you mm-hmm. know, he's only 14, but he 
he gives me a lot, you know, mm. in my family. And I'm from Atlanta, so my whole family's here now. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's we can't do it by ourselves. Right. And I, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm a religious person. I'm a spiritual mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. So I do my own meditation and practice for myself. Well, and that that probably answers kind of my next question, but you're a single mom. I mean, how you're not only a single mom, but you own four restaurants. I mean, how do you balance it all? Like, how do you do it all? <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, and a lot of people ask that question. Um, we talked about balance, and I'm the older I get, I'm starting mm-hmm. to think really balance is a myth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's mm-hmm. more, it's about integrating what mm-hmm. you want into your life. And I just, I have, I'm a very old school uh, person. <laughs> I don't have things in my calendar on the computer. I have a book, you know, mm-hmm. that I carry around with me all the time. And I schedule everything, whether mm-hmm. it's a business meeting to a massage to um, three hours to myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all in my book. And I, I, it has to become part of it. Um, I, you know, having four restaurants is mostly about juggling now the, all the different staffs and management mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, I still try to do theater every year or mm-hmm. do something. So I, it's just all becomes part of my schedule. Mm-hmm. And there, I'm not sure how balanced it is, right. <laughs> but I'm trying. Well, just, I mean, you saying that you set aside, if you need three hours, you set mm-hmm. aside three hours for you. I feel like as women... For some reason, that is so hard. I mean, my husband has no problem with that. Mm -hmm. You know, he has no problem going, okay, tonight I'm sitting out on the porch with a cigar or scotch or whatever, and I'm just going to be... Meanwhile, I'm going, yeah, but I got a vacuum. I got to, you know, all this stuff. It's so hard for us women, I feel like, to be okay with that. How did you... Did you just get to that point, or did you feel like... I don't know. Why do you think that... We as women struggle with that. I think, and I think it comes with a little bit of age too. You Mm -hmm. just start to realize that they're, like you're saying, your husband's on the couch, you know, out on the porch doing Mm -hmm. that. I still have vacuuming to do and laundry, but sometimes I just have to let it go and say, you know what, I'm going to let it go. Or Mm -hmm. I'm going to go hire someone that's going to do this part once every other week or whatever that means to you. But yes, I'm definitely, it's hard for me to stop and slow down. Mm -hmm. And and it's probably, I'm not sure if it will ever get any easier, but Mm -hmm. I just say that this, there's no way I'll survive if I don't take that time for myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I want to talk a little bit about um, something that really makes Super Jenny so different than mm-hmm. so many restaurants. I mean, not only, first of all, your employees are amazing. Like when you go into Super Jenny, it's an experience. They may start singing. They're <laughs> always so helpful and so wonderful. Um, they always have a smile on their face. Um, a lot of them are actors. Yes. You used to take a whole month of the year and give (laughs) it off to the employees, right? And take trips. I mean, that's crazy. Um, Yes. Well, when I first, when we, you know, we only had one location for 10 years. Mm -hmm. So all the growth has been in the last, you know, few years. Um, And that's, I used to be married to a Frenchman. And Mm -hmm. that was a, what I loved about Europeans is Mm -hmm. they would shut down in the summer and businesses would close for the month of August. And that, you know, I, that was like, ding, I'm doing that. (laughs) So I thought if I'm going to have to work this hard, I'm going to find a way and we're going to shut down 
down for this month. And mm-hmm. a lot of time there, you know, we'd go on vacation together, whatever that meant. Um, it, you know, it wasn't the best business plan, which many people pointed out, but that's how I wanted to do business. I right. wanted to break that mold. Um, and so we did that for 10 mm-hmm. years. We closed for the month. And then when we opened the next store, we did for two weeks. And then it's just been increasingly hard. And also, uh, things change and my employee you know I used to be the same age as my employees and yeah. we would all want to be together all the time sure. well that's changed and I've yeah. become a parent and I'm older and mm-hmm. so now we're open but we give still give the vacation to the mm-hmm. employees so it's just in a different manner right right um, but I definitely miss just you know it's when you're closed there's nothing you have to think about that's right. the only time mm-hmm. we can really truly get away from the restaurant yeah now, you said that the last six years are really when that growth has happened. Mm-hmm. So w- what do you envision for the future of Sue for Jenny going forward? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, my vision, at first, I, this year, our vision was to not have any growth, that we really just mm-hmm. wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're losing a big uh, member of our team. Our executive chef, yes. Jessica, is yes. moving back to Alabama oh uh, to her hometown. So I'll be stepping back into that mm-hmm. position, and I sort of want to see how it goes. And uh, I, w- I think I still have some expansion in me, probably not in Atlanta. We want to go outside. Oh, wow. Atlanta. We want to go somewhere really cold. Oh, I like <laughs> it. My dream, yeah, <laughs> like Boulder, Colorado, or maybe oh, Chattanooga, or somewhere, um, f- you know, fun that we yes. like to visit. Yeah. So I've started sort of looking around. Oh, that's in so that arena. exciting. And then I also want to get into the airport. So we're we're <gasps> trying to look into that path too. Really? I don't know if it's possible or what that might mean for us, but that would be I'm a dream come true because airports travelers. are so hard to find good, healthy, wonderful food. It is like hard. it's just impossible. I always feel like I have to take a ton of snacks because with you. Yeah, I just can't find it. So. Yeah, so we have a few things on the horizon, That's but we're just so awesome. sort of feeling it out as we go and want it to be authentic. Yeah. And then you do a lot of really cool events, too, through Super Jenny, which is great. But I want you to talk about the Zadie Project and what that is and how people could, you know, either get involved or help out or sure. um, support it. Uh, well, the Zadie Project came about about exactly a year ago uh, when we we meet as a group, the whole staff, uh, once a year to sort of vision like mm-hmm. what we picture coming up. And it was my vision that it was really time for us. You know, we're we're always involved in the community. We donate food, our time, but I wanted to do that in a bigger way, and I mm-hmm. wanted us to find a way that we could start to really get involved with the community. So we came up with a nonprofit, and we call it the Zadie Project, because if you don't know what the word Zadie is, it's Yiddish for grandfather. Oh, um, awesome. So we call my dad the Zadie in the family, because oh, he's cool. the, sort of the patriarch, and he also happened to give me my very first soup recipe. So I wanted that to be sort of my ode to him, mm. the name. Um, but what it is, it's a nonprofit, 501c3, and we um, it has two parts. We have a farm on our west side we grow and cook soup and then deliver it to Atlanta families in need Um, and it's not necessarily the homeless it's people that are really struggling Mm -hmm. that are trying to make it and they can't always pay the rent and eat Mm -hmm. Uh, so we are delivering uh, mostly through like after school programs Mm -hmm. uh, for uh, title one schools so the kids can take home dinner for their family that's great Um, so we are trying to serve the immediate need for the community but then we were also wanting to 
start an education program through the farm to teach, you know, these mm. communities just about what the value of food is and what yeah. real food looks like and how mm. to prepare it simply. Yeah. Um, so that's, we've, we're just about to hit our year mark and we've wow. donated almost 9,000 quarts of soup since last December. Oh my goodness. So it's very exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. And how can people support that or... You can get you involved in or? lots of ways. Well, okay. a great way that since we're the Super Jenny's the biggest donator to right. that, um, every time you buy a bowl of turkey chili, we mm-hmm. donate the cost of that bowl back to the nonprofit. Oh, so awesome. anytime people eat turkey chili, you're <laughs> automatically helping. Um, there's You can always go on our website. Yeah. We have volunteer farm days on our farm. Um, cool. We, you know, you can always donate. We do events, um, mm-hmm. you know, every couple months that ever, all the proceeds go to that. Oh, awesome. We have a soup fest coming up December yes, 3rd at I the West Side. That. So that's going to be 20 chefs um, okay. bringing their favorite soup. So oh that's a great way to get involved, too. That sounds delicious. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned the holidays are coming up. December's right yes. around the corner. And that means, I mean, Thanksgiving, Christmas, um, baking, cooking, everything. And it sounds so wonderful and romantic, but it can also get a little stressful when you've got <laughs> everything going on. How do you, uh, do you have any tips on just how to be a great host um, and create that kind of um, welcoming you know, um, that I think that we're all after without the yes. stress. <laughs> Start drinking champagne. Right. At 10 <laughs> uh, well, I do a lot. I will write that down <laughs> and I will do it for sure. Uh, I do a lots of entertaining at the holidays and I also like to have lots of people. I'm mm-hmm. not like, oh, just a few friends come over. I invite everyone that I know and their friends. But I find for me, and it's still, you know, I'm even used to cooking in big quantities, but I just go as simple as possible Mm -hmm. and really sit down with a pad of paper and a pen. And, you know, what is your lane? What are you good at? Mm -hmm. You know, if you're not a great baker like myself, you know, I find out who is and have someone else do the baking. Mm -hmm. I I look for not complicated recipes. You know, Mm -hmm. I look for the simple ingredients. Um, I do usually like a main protein, obviously, but then lots of veggies. And it doesn't have to be complicated. They can just be roasted and Mm -hmm. delicious. And um, for me, it's about making it as simple as possible. Mm. And, you know, I'm a a big Pinterest stalker, so I like to look at Pinterest. And for, you know, tablescape ideas and, you know, how you can pull it all together. Mm -hmm. But I usually, you know, bring in one or two people. They've yeah. got to, everyone takes a part. That's awesome. What they're going to do. And if if you don't have one of her cookbooks, then you need to get <laughs> it because it's it's wonderful. I have the first one, Super Jenny Cooks, and the Super Jenny house dressing is the best dressing <laughs> I have ever had in my entire life. I promise you. And Thank everyone you. that tastes it, like I'll make it a lot when I have people over and they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It's the easiest thing, isn't it? It is. It's so easy. It's so, so delicious. It's so fresh. And um, But there's a lot of wonderful recipes there. And then you. you have um, a new one out. Is it the vegan, right? Yes. Is that what it's um, called? That was our latest cookbook, okay. the vegan cookbook. And people are a little worried about vegan but it's really just a great vegetable cookbook yeah, it's filled with all that. vegetarian recipes and you can always add cheese to it if you yeah. need the dairy 
Um, but yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. Oh, I, I'm getting that. I already put it on my Christmas <laughs> list for my husband. Like, hey, hello, Christmas gift. Okay, so we're going to continue this conversation on like a little bonus episode of the, po- sure. of the podcast. We're going to get a little deep with Jenny and ask her just some more <laughs> questions. But we're going to wrap up this segment. And if you loved what Jenny had to say, I mean, I feel like there's so much great inspiration in there. And hopefully it encouraged you um, on your day today. Um, but if you're interested in listening more, then just check out the bonus episode. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. <laughs> As a Georgia peach, she loves pleasing people, so she wants to know how she can improve the show. So let her know either on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, at Heidi Rue. Also be kind, because she's my wife. And if she has a bad day, then I'm really going to hear about it. 